This is Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Post Game Live is brought to you by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires, the team you trust. Cougar Post Game Live is also brought to you by Delta, official airline of the BYU men's basketball team. Here's your host, Ben Bagley. Welcome into Cougar Post Game Live, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires, the team you trust. And, well, we trust BYU to get a win today at the Marriott Center in a high noon showdown against the Texas Longhorns, and they did not disappoint getting the 84-72 win uh, in the game. And in a game that, I mean, it felt much closer than that through the first half of it, but BYU really put it away in the second half as we looked at the halftime adjustments at halftime and what BYU had to do in the second half, and they did it. And they controlled the second half of play against the Longhorns, sending Texas home with a loss with their heads, if not their horns, hung down just a little bit. Texas moves to 14-6 and six on the season, 3-4 and four in Big 12 play. Uh, BYU moves to 3-4 and four in Big 12 play as well, and 15-5 and five on the season. I'll tell you why some of those numbers are important. And also numbers from the game that are important. We'll talk about that in the second segment of this post-game show because I will just say this. I think this is the best complete game BYU has played in the Big 12 play, if not the season. This was a fantastic game for BYU. I heard some naysayers in the first half uh, about the defense and stuff. I I disagree. I just thought this was a fantastic game from start to finish for BYU. We'll talk about that coming up in the second segment. But first, let's take a look at the Big 12 scoreboard. And down goes Kansas again. Seventh-ranked Jayhawks fall 78-75 to 23rd-ranked Iowa State. Trey King, 21 points to lead the Cyclones in the win. Kansas starts Big 12 play at 4-3. Worst conference start under Bill Self. This conference is sick. It's just fun to watch. It's great college basketball. This was everything BYU fans hope to see and more in playing in the Big 12. Every game is amazing. Uh, Kansas State, they fall to the fourth-ranked Houston at Houston, 74-52. Jamal Sheed, 17 points to lead the Cougars in that that game, some games underway right now as we look at the scoreboard. are just going final. Number 22, 20, Texas Tech takes down 11th-ranked Oklahoma in Norman, 85-84. A one-point game in that. Down goes the, uh, the Sooners. They dropped a 3-4 and four in Big 12 play. That number sounds familiar, right? Uh, Texas Tech moved to 5-1 and one in Big 12 play. So nice, a nice start to the conference season for the Red Raiders. West Virginia, Oklahoma State, the, the Cowboys get their first Big 12 victory of the conference slate, moving to 1-6 and six with a 70-66 victory over West Virginia. The Mountaineers dropped to 2-5 and five in the conference. Only one other game underway right now is 15th-ranked Baylor hosting TCU. That game, uh, 14 and a half minutes left in the first half, and Baylor's up 7-4. UCF and Cincinnati they will be tipping off later today. And just, to, just taking a look, if you're curious, the Big 12 standings, if they're updated here in front of me, they are not. Sorry, ESPN doesn't have them updated yet as of today. Oh, no, 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 yes, they are. 
Texas Tech's just not updated. Texas Tech still sitting atop the conference. BYU now in a log jam with Texas, Oklahoma, UCF, all at three and four, maybe some more by the end of the day. So it's just it's just really close in this conference. Fans, remember when the Cougars win? You win with Papa John's Pizza. Use the online promo code BYU50 on the app or at papajohns.com Monday and receive 50% off pizza. This offer is good at any Utah location on Monday only. Use the code, people, BYU50 on the Papa John's app. Coming up next, we'll talk more about what BYU did so well in this game that makes me think this is the best game they've played in the Big 12, if not the entire season. Plus, we'll look at the rest of the top 25 scoreboard. BYU gets the win today over the Longhorns, 84-72. And you heard it live right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Ben Bagley with more Big O Tires Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Post Game Live presented by Big O Tires. BYU takes down the Longhorns 84-72. BYU with a big game. We'll give you some of the numbers and stats and reasons why I believe that this is the best game the Cougars have played start to finish in Big 12 Conference, if not this season, in just a moment. But first, let's get back to the scoreboards, the top 25 scoreboard in action right now. 18th ranked Utah State at Boise, and the Aggies have a 19-13 lead with 12 minutes left in the first half. Uh, Indiana is at 10th ranked Illinois, and right now the Illini have a one-point lead over the Hoosiers. That game just, well, they're about four minutes into the second half. At the half, eighth-ranked Auburn tied with Mississippi State. That game in Starkville, but game tied at 21 at the half. Fifteen minutes left in the first half. Clemson is up 10-8 on 12th-ranked Duke. Back to the Mount West Conference with 10.50 left in the first half. 24th-ranked Colorado State's up 10-9 on Wyoming, a couple of finals from the top 25. Seton Hall falls at 14th-ranked Marquette, 75-57. to Third-ranked North Carolina. They come from behind to beat Florida State in Tallahassee, 75-68. to And that's your top 25 scoreboard. Now back to why I think that this is one of the best games played by the BYU Cougars in Big 12 play, if not the season. Start on the offensive side. 64% from the field. Wow, just wow. That's impressive. I mean, there's not a lot to say. But the reason why it's even more impressive is the way they did it. They went opposite of what they've done all season long. They didn't live and die by the three. They got the shots up from three. They got 17 shots up from three. Only hit seven. But they did it from the paint. And they did it from inside that painted area. And they did a great job of it. 40 paint points in this game. Just under half their points scored. Scored in the painted area of the court. Just an amazing job. And the offense, they were they were hunting for those good shots, those high-percentage shots, and they got them, especially in the second half, playing with the lead, the patience that the Cougars showed to get the shots, the easy shots, the high-percentage shots, the shots that are going to pay off. They just waited. They took a lot of shots in the last five seconds of the shot clock coming down with the lead in the second half. 
they didn't really give I, I, the Longhorns at one point cut it to I think nine points, and that's about as close as they got. They did a great job keeping the Longhorns at arm's length in that second half. Five players in double figures: Noah Waterman, Jackson Robinson, both with 17 points. Waterman seven for 11 from the field. Jackson Robinson, a great game by Jackson Robinson, eight of 11 from the field. Both those guys step up huge. Spencer Johnson with 11 points. Richie Saunders with 11 points. By the way, every game I watch with Richie Saunders, he's the most improved player on this BYU team. Just a joy to watch in the way he hustles and, and, and gets the job done out there. And Foose Traore, what can you say about this guy? 16 points, 6 of 7 from the field, and just a monster. I talked to him the other day. It was the pregame conversation. He says he's still not 100%. But the game he played today was at 100. Uh, one possession that really jumped out to me with Foose, the two-minute mark of the ball game, uh, they worked the clock down to zero. Foose gets a shot, misses, gets an offensive board, tries to tap in, misses, gets the board again. They pull it back out. BYU gets a third offensive board off of a miss. And then as they bring it back out, bring the clock down even further, Foose gets fouls, hits two free throw, puts the lead back out to 12, and that ate up about 40 seconds on the game clock. Just an amazing back and forth. About that two-minute mark of the second half, or two minutes left in the second half, where BYU really sealed the game on those two free throws from Foose. Defensively really impressive as well. Max Aismas, 12 points. Normally scores 18. Four of 12 shooting, and none of them were easy shots. Great defensive play for the Cougars on the Longhorns' leading score. Seven blocks by the Cougars, awesome. And every shot that didn't get blocked was a tough shot. Well, not every shot. That's an exaggeration. But the BYU defense did a great job. So just a really fantastic all-round effort by each player and both sides of the ball in both halves for this BYU team in an 84-72 victory. BYU, by the way, side note, now 4-4 four and four in quad one games on the year. That would explain why they're so high in the net rankings, Ken Palm, and also why Joe Lenardi has them as a five seed in the latest bracketology yesterday. That looks good on a tournament resume, and that's where the that's where the Cougars sit right now. That'll wrap things up for this portion of the post game. We'll send it back to the Marriott Center for more Cougar post game live with Greg and Mark in just a moment. BYU, the final score, eighty four seventy two. You let's do it all right here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Here's Greg Rubel with more Big O' Tires Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant, courtside here at the Marriott Center in front of 17,978. BYU hangs on to defeat Texas Tech, 80, uh, Texas, beg your pardon, 84 to 72. BYU bouncing back with a great win on the weekend after a tough one midweek. Spencer Johnson is our guest here. On the uh, postgame show at courtside, Spencer today, 11 points, 8 rebounds. Big rebounding day for BYU Cougs outboard Texas, 32-24. Spencer, congratulations to you and the guys on a massive win. That felt so good. How about that crowd? Unbelievable. Unbelievable atmosphere. Man, it just feels really good. You know, Mark Durant was telling me it just kind of felt <laughs> weird getting up and leaving the house so early in the morning, and it was a morning get, you know, ready, get ready for this one, and yet for a Saturday noon tip, place is full and 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 the crowd meant a lot to you guys for yeah, sure it was awesome i mean i've never played a noon game before so first time for me but man they showed out it was it was unbelievable you know i say it's a big win but aren't they all in the big 12 I mean, <laughs> yeah. what's not a big win right yep yep we were looking before this i mean 
Kansas lost. Uh, Texas Tech beat Oklahoma. Like five points. This is just a, on the road. A slugfest every game. Well, great win, Spencer. I mean, that's a special win. That uh, I'm happy for you guys and the team. It was a weird win. I mean, it was a different type of game for you. You only shoot 17 threes. But because they maybe took away the three, it left a lot of opportunities for you to take it to, to the rim. Were you surprised about that? Was, there, was it hard to make that adjustment to figure out how Texas was approaching this game? No, I mean, a lot of the teams are starting to play us that way. We're, we're, we're so deadly from three that they're trying to, you know, stay out with shooters, and they're really leaving the lane wide open. So we're talking a lot about, hey, you got to, you know, play with extra space. you got to really screen. you got to wait for your screens. When you cut, you have to finish your cut all the way to the basket because Ali, you know, our big guys are so good at finding us on those late cuts is what we call them. Um, that it's just something we've had to adjust to as teams have, have kind of rolled that way. You guys are a tough team to defend, but Texas is a tough guard too. There's a lot going on on that team. DeSue is great down low. Mm-hmm. Ace Smith is going to be a 3,000-point guy. That's yeah. a tough, tough scout, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we knew that coming in. That they have, you know, Ace Smith is an incredible shooter, incredible scorer. Um, this DC was a problem down there, and we knew that if we could out-rebound them um, and we could guard them in transition, we had a really good shot to win. Uh, Spencer, um, this this game f- for you guys was uh, critical. Obviously, you had a tough game the other night against Houston. There's been a lot of talk. I'm sure you've heard it. You had great opportunities in the second half, and you've, you've lost some games in the second half. You didn't do that, obviously, tonight. You made big shots. What is the key? I mean, you're almost a coach at this point. What is the key for a team to have success going down the stretch, and particularly for this team, and what was different today? Yeah. I mean, rebounding was huge. Like, they – we tried as best as we could to hold them to one shot because you saw here when we uh, – you know, we were up a couple points, and we got, like, three or four rebounds right in a row. It burned so much clock, and it just kind of deflated them. So if they had done that to us, like, that would have been really tough. Um, and then just playing fearless – offensively you know a lot of the times it's easy when you get down the stretch where you're like you get tentative and you stop shooting shots because you you know you're trying to run the the shot clock down but um that's something we're we're really working on and trying to take a step where it's like hey you gotta still be aggressive you gotta shoot you gotta attack the basket that felt like the game ceiling sequence the offensive rebounds in a row there late because they needed to score quickly and and you felt like you take look a minute and a half off the clock almost there yeah that was huge and that's been one of our big focuses is uh we call it wedging on offense. So you, you know, you get in there, one guy shoots, and then the four other guys got to run in there, and they're going to stay on the top side, and they're going to try to rebound, and uh, paid off for us. You had a great day, uh, 11 with eight rebounds, and, and made better than 50% of your shots from the field. But I'll shout out a couple of teammates. Noah has been on a bit of a tear. He's mm-hmm. averaging 17-plus in his last three games. He was outstanding again. And then Jackson Robinson had his best game in a while. And if he's playing like this, you're probably going to win a lot of games. Yeah. And, and then Foose had probably his best game since the hamstring, 16 with 6. Uh, just and, and that's what it takes to win these kind of games. A lot of guys play well together. But those three in particular, I thought, had really special days. Yeah, totally. I mean, shout-out to Noah, old reliable Dude is, is <laughs> I always tell him, I'm like, hey, how many threes are you going to get up? You're going to get up 10 threes today? Um, and because he's just such a good shooter. And then Foose, like, really just, uh, it felt like he was back. You know, we can throw it to him, and, and he's a, a little bit of a security blanket for us. We throw it to him, and, and we know he can go score down there. The other guy in double figures shot your number. He was also four of seven. That was Richie Saunders. Mm-hmm. And Richie was a guy that, uh, uh, a little under the weather like a bunch of guys were this week and, and came uh, came around come game day and gave you a really strong effort. Yeah, I mean, that just goes to show where 
you know, his heart is because it's not easy when you're sick and, and you, you know, get minimal reps in practice and you're just, like, not feeling well to, to come out. And he banged his first three, and uh, it was kind of like, hey, no problem. Hmm. Spencer, you got some good support there I see next to you, and uh, she looks like she might be smuggling a basketball out of the g- gym. Uh, yeah. Any <laughs> what's the what's the date there? Um, February 29th, end of February, so uh, about a month away. Well, can't have enough uh, progeny from you, as man. far as I'm concerned, man. Pretty what awesome. That? What was the post game locker room like today? It was fun. It was fun. We had Sean Bradley in there. Oh, did you? Cool. He so came cool. in and, and talked mm. to us, man. What a good guy. It was super fun. And it was great to see me, him here at the building, and that's nice. That's nice that he got to share that moment with you guys. Yeah, I mean. We, uh, we were joking with him, like, hey, we got to get you out to every game. This is how it's going to go. <laughs> the good luck charm. <laughs> All right, so I often say on the air and, and to Mark, uh, a split week in the Big 12 is a good week in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's tough to it's tough to go 2-0, and and even an 0-2 doesn't take you out of it. But uh, you, you win a game a week in this league, you're doing some good things for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a slugfest every night. So feels good to get a win going into the weekend. How much do you take a look at, at the net, the Ken Palm, the AP, the fact that you're still there and, and, and is, is staying in those, you know, rarefied air territories a big thing mm-hmm. to you guys? Or you just kind of let things happen if you do things the right way? You know, I think our coaches really look at it a lot. I'm sure, I mean, it's, it's their job to, to worry about that. But I think we're just excited to, to take care of the things that we're supposed to on the court and, you know, everything else will take care of itself. Okay, this is a big game, too, because it brings you into your first and only bye week of the year, which mm-hmm. means you won't play till next Saturday, yeah. which means that a team that's been a little banged up, a little under the weather, gets a couple days to maybe take a breath, Spencer, and, and just get your bodies right, hopefully as right as they can be for the trip. Yeah, as right as they can be, and uh, we'll definitely take full advantage of that. Spend a ton of time in the training room, mm-hmm. try to get a ton of sleep. and. Uh, how's, how's your health, by the way? I mean, you're the old man we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. You know what's great? Actually, I hesitate to say that. Because, <laughs> like, wood. yeah, I swear for, like, two months I was sick for a week, and then I was, like, feeling okay, and then I would get sick for a week, and it went on for, like, two months. So mm. knock on wood, <laughs> keep our fingers crossed, I'll stay healthy. Well, we hope you can get as much uh, rest and recovery time into this work week as uh, allows you, and we look forward to seeing you back on the road next weekend in Morgantown. Spencer, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, guys. All right, and to you and Izzy, of course, all the continued uh, success with the pregnancy as you guys get close to that as well. Good to see Izzy. We had Spencer on the coaches' show this week, of course, so a lot of Spencer. N- never, never too much Spencer, you know. I want more. It was like cowbell. I want more <laughs> Spencer. <laughs> Spencer, thanks again. Thanks, guys. All right, that's Spencer Johnson. We'll come back here from the coaches as we continue on the New Skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Hope you enjoyed Big O Tires Cougar Postgame Live. Ben Bagley in studio, Spencer Johnson joining Mark Durant and me here courtside. It is now time for the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. Let's kick it off with our Waystar, star of the game, player of the game for BYU, and it is brought to you by... Waystar, simplifying healthcare payments. Learn more at Waystar.com. All right, for the Waystar star of the game, lots of good options today with the five players in double figures. We're going to go with Jackson Robinson uh, today. Jackson had his best game in weeks. He was 17 points to lead all BYU scores along with Noah Waterman. And on his 17 points, it was 8 for 11 from the field, made a 3, 1 of 2, had a couple of rebounds, had, a, had a, an assist, 
and he had a career-high three blocked shots, and he did so in 36 minutes. No one played more today for BYU than Jackson Robinson. Yeah, and Jackson has been struggling and struggled in the Houston game, but it was interesting because he he was kind of jacking up some shots and he was missing everything and they're taking the air out of the building and they subbed him out and uh, he sat for a minute. And when he came back in, I've never seen him more focused and he was terrific in the last eight minutes of that Houston game and that seemed to carry over. I, I think when he's fully engaged, he is amazing. And he some of those shots that little baseline jumper was fantastic. So he was terrific tonight. So the, the 36 minutes were a season high for him and the 17 points, the most since he had 28 against Denver back on December 13th, so a month and a half ago. And it was the game after Denver that he sprains his ankle. So it's his best post-injury performance, and, and he was a huge part. No, it's not a coincidence that, that two, BYU's two best Big 12 wins, you could argue, Iowa State and, and uh, Texas, he scores 15 and 17. Well, he's certainly a difference maker. I mean, when he's knocking down shots, he's as good as there is and creates a lot of problems for other teams. And and he's a good defender. I mean, he got the three blocks tonight. So, yeah, it's, it's no surprise that, that not only him, but, you know, the, the two great wins in conference, we'll say. I mean, obviously winning on the road at UCF was, was nice. But the two really dominant, good good wins, everybody contributed. Now, Trevin struggled a little bit tonight maybe, but you're getting five, six, so six guys almost in double figures. That's the real difference. I mean, and, and when Jackson's one of those, then you're probably not going to lose. Good point. Let's hear from Rodney Terry, head coach of the Texas Longhorns. He spoke with the media a short time ago. Our thanks to uh, Kirsten Meredith of the BYU Athletic Communications staff for getting this recording for us of Rodney Terry, head coach of the Longhorns. This was Coach Terry a short time ago. First of all, great environment today, uh, great atmosphere, you know, you know, BYU fans came in and really supported their team really well, got behind their guys. Uh, we knew today we were going to get a, a team that was going to be ready to play coming off a tough loss uh, against Houston. Um, you know, Mark had his group ready to play. They're a good team. Um, really challenged us from a defensive standpoint in terms of how they play. I thought we did a really good job neutralizing, you know, their made threes. Uh, but they did a great job attacking the paint and uh, – you know, we needed to try to put together some consecutive stops, and we weren't able to do that today. So we gave them, gave them a lot of credit for, for what they were able to do today, and uh, um, great job. Questions? Coach Darius had eight points in the first half, got really hot. They held him to two in the second. What were they doing defensively to ISO? Well, they play really hard defensively. They do a great job of really trying to plug the, plug the paint up, make you take some tough contested twos and, and, uh, and settle, and not really try to – you know, get the ball in the paint ourselves a little bit and everything. But we got off to a great start. Tyrese was shooting the ball really well. You know, a couple uh, plays here or there, you know, give or take to go our way. Uh, and uh, I think uh, I think we're in a better position down the stretch. Coach, in the first half, I think you had a 20-0 advantage at points in the paint at one point. Why do you think the Cougars were so successful down low today? Well, they did a, we knew coming into the game that they were going to double from the baseline and try to get the ball out of Sue's hand. You know, I thought that Sue did a great job early attacking the doubles, moving the basketball. We were able to get the shots that we wanted. Um, you know, but they, that, that uh, again, we still, even with that, though, we still got we got the ball there and we got to the foul line, you know, as well and stuff. But give them a credit. They did a great job trying to keep us out of the paint and not let us score in the low post area. But I think the double team uh, definitely helped them in that regards. Hey, uh, one point in the second half, BYU. 
from a defensive standpoint, how much of that, how much is that kind of a backbreaker to play when you see a team hit every shot that go up? I mean, even like tough contested shots. Well, again, I can't wait to watch the tape, but I, I know we we had it at a, at a couple of different times in the second half when we wanted it. Uh, we were playing pretty good defense. To your point, they they were playing better offense, you know, and we guarded as well as we could guard on a couple really good possessions. And you know, you got to tip your hat to them. They made a couple tough shots, and uh, um, you know, the ball bounced their way. You touched on them a little bit already, coach. But were you surprised by just how little uh, three-point shooting around? You're the, one of the top three-point shooting teams in the country. I think they only took 17 tonight. Were you a little bit surprised by that, or was it just kind of how the game went out? Well, I think we were a part of that. I mean, I think we went into the game knowing that we had to really try to protect, um, you know, from the perimeter, those guys having a great night shooting the basketball. They make 12 threes a game, shoot 35-plus a game, you know, and stuff. So, you know, our, our goal was to, you know, try to make them tough twos, make tough twos and take their threes away, you know. And, and I thought we did a pretty good job of that. And, you know, at times we got spread out a little bit, and uh, and, and they hurt us in the paint, you know, with their cuts and uh, – in, in their passing ability. Coach, it seems like at times in the second half, Kendall Weaver really provided some energy for you guys. Can you talk about this a little bit? Yeah, I mean, that's what we, I mean, Kendall comes in. He's an energy effort guy for us. Yeah, he's becoming more of a focal point offensively for us as well because he he's a guy that could get downhill, the guy that could get to the foul line. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's one of our better defenders on our team. Uh, and, and so when he comes in the game, we expect him to give us a really good lift. Uh, definitely on that side of the ball. Last word for Coach. Thank you guys for your time. Appreciate Thank you. It. All right, that is Rodney Terry, head coach of the Texas Longhorns. His team falls to BYU today. Final score is 84-72. to We'll come back. We'll get to our economics partner's valuable stat of the game and hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope as we continue on the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. A sellout crowd for this Saturday matinee as BYU goes to 3-4 and four in league and 15-5 and five overall. And those Big 12 standings just get more and more interesting, do they not, as uh, it's really tough to separate as BYU is now into this uh, big mess of teams all between uh, five, uh, 5 and 2 and 3 and 4 in conference right now, and there's a lot of them. Uh, very little at the top and very little at the bottom in terms of separation. We'll come back with more from courtside. Greg and Mark and the coach, Mark Pope, coming up on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, so back on the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. Time for the Economics Partners Valuable Stat of the Game, brought to you by Economics Partners. BYU's accounting program is nationally ranked, so it's no surprise one of the nation's top business valuation firms is run by diehard BYU fans. Need a valuation for your business? Go to econpartners.com. And we're going to steal from a couple of tweets for the valuable stat. We're going to steal from two tweets. One's yours and one's mine. All right. All right. uh, Your tweet predicted that BYU would defeat Texas today by a final score of? 84-71. You're one point off the prediction. I was cheering for Weaver to miss that last free throw. (laughs) Would have helped you out. So he predicts 84-71. BYU wins 84-72. And I tweeted out a short time ago, BYU's two-point percentage today, 76%. 
BYU was 25 of 33 on twos, and they were still a 40-plus percent team from three. So that's kind of how you do it there, my friends. That's, that's actually pretty remarkable. It really. is amazing. Tremendous. All right, uh, BYU head coach Mark Pope is popped on the headset as BYU defeats uh, Texas by a final score of 84-72 to 72 today. Coach has made the rounds with happy fans, friends, family, print media, and now he joins his favorite radio crew for a few thoughts. What a great day in the Marriott Center. Sorry, one second. We're going we're gonna to do one thing so I can hear everything Coach intends to say to us. And uh, now he is live. Okay. Hey, there we go. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, what a special day. I mean, how much do we love these noon games is our first one. But it was awesome, wasn't it? <laughs> it was to them all if yeah. it's like this. So proud, so proud of our guys and uh, for a, a bunch of different reasons. But what a fun what a fun afternoon in this gym, man. Wow. It was awesome in this gym. Sold out, we knew, ahead of time, 17,978. And the crowd was a part of what you are able to do today. Uh, a little deficit early. Crowd helped you back in it, and you kept the lead the rest of the way. Yeah. Um, how about Texas being totally unfazed by the Marriott Center to start this game? They were completely unfazed and uh, were super aggressive. And, you know, we knew coming in, uh, we talked about it in pregame, actually, that this team was a projected AP top 10 team before the season started, and they had some health issues. And, and they, all they've, they finally have come back together. They just beat Baylor, a top 10 team, and, and then they were on the road, and they beat Oklahoma, a top 10 team. And, and coming in, they're, they're just who they were projected to be. And so we knew this was going to be an immense challenge. Them playing uh, with the utmost confidence and togetherness and – it was all we could handle, and, and uh, this league, man, Ooh, this league. You got up 17 threes, which is a low number by a pretty wide margin for you this yeah. year. Clearly that had to be a, a point of emphasis on their side, and you flip it around and end up making 25 of 33 twos. Yeah, we, we, were, we were frustrated with that. Um, they, did a, they, they did a better job than anybody uh, has this season in terms of being dedicated to, toward taking away the three-point shot. Um, it's, at times, it felt like Noah was the only guy that could spring open for a three. Uh, and so it was an unbelievable effort by them defensively. And, and, you know, if you take away our bread and butter, we have to be able to respond. And I thought Dallin got us. I got think Noah got us kicked off early, and then Dallin uh, was unbelievable off the bounce. But our cutting and our, and our penetration was it's not our, it's not our strength. But um, the guys did what they had to do tonight, uh, not only early in the game, but in crucial moments of the game. It was, it was pretty special. Our movement uh, – um, to kind of counter uh, their their you know relentless attack, taking away the three point shot. As you mentioned, Texas is a team that is hot coming into this game. They out rebound Oklahoma forty to twenty four. You out rebound them today. I thought a nice rebounding performance. And late in this game, you rebounded particularly well. How yeah. important it is to the success of this team to rebound like yeah. that. You know, I, I was really proud of the guys. So you know, we're a double. F- uh, double-figure dog uh, from first half to second half defensively in points allowed. So, mm. meaning we give up 35 in the first half, we get up four, you know on average 40, you know in the in the high 40s in the second half in league, and um, and you know it's int- it's just interesting because this is the way the game works. Uh, like there's a lot of offensive numbers that are really excited to talk about, but these guys won this game because they're committed to the defensive end. They were 41-30, 41 41-31 today. And and every single media timeout, that's all our guys want to talk about. That's all they want to talk about. It's like, hey, we got to figure out this defense. And it's every time we did a changing scheme, every time there was a, a change in the lineup, every time uh, they're talking about rebounding the ball and, and talking about getting stops. And, and actually, the truth is, is that when we do that, our offense comes super easy. 
Um, and 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 so, man, if they could bottle, if we can bottle that up, and we can find a way to be a, a, a positive uh, from first half to second half in terms of points allowed, just as a very like rudimentary broad brush number, you can't get a more like um, overloaded data point than that. But that's a that's a good sign for us, and our guys did it tonight. It was really important. Texas extended a lot of possessions today uh, and ended those possessions with points on a few occasions with offensive rebounds. Yet late in this game, when it was time to win it, you guys did the same. It felt like you had the ball for 90 seconds consecutively on offensive rebounding when it really had to be had. Yeah, it was kind of that two-minute mark, and then we came up with two in a row, and, and, and the clock just kind of went away. And uh, You know, you listen, this, it's the truth. This is just the truth is that um, – you never want to approach the game trying to get the clock to run out, ever. And all of us have that feeling come over. So then we got to, like, fight it out and be like, nah, man, we're going to go score and we're going to guard and we're going to score and we're going to guard. And um, But but when you have an opportunity like that to kind of, you know, s- stay really aggressive on the offensive glass to extend possessions, especially late in the game, it's really important. It's what Houston did to us, actually, a few nights ago here, and, and, and they won the game that way. And that's just a massively important part of the game in this league. You've had a halftime lead in six of your seven Big 12 games, and, and you find a way to, to hold it off and, and close it out. And is that an important thing for your team at this time, to, to win it this way the way you did today? Keep a lead, keep a team at bay, and, and, and get one done that way. Yeah, I, I don't know how much that's in our guys' consciousness. It's definitely in our staff's consciousness. And we're trying to find ways to do this better. We're trying to learn this league, trying to learn this competitiveness, trying to learn our rotation, trying to learn our depth, you know, all of, trying to learn our play calling, trying to learn, like, holding back on play calling because the numbers lead us somewhere else. Uh, trying to put the right guys in the right situation all that cumulatively uh is 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 part of this push amongst our staff to try to find a uh you know it's such a small sample size we were coming to this game with only a six game sample size but the numbers were pretty uh glaring and so we're paying a lot of attention to it we spent a lot of uh of of uh, you know mental time um trying to like fight among each other with different solutions and really do uh, deep dives and explore and it's going to be important for us i mean you know like i said it's it's really broad brush and rudimentary but if we can score more points than the other team in the first half and the second half mm. good chance we win the game really nice formula yeah. coach foos was terrific tonight 16 points he seems to really be moving like we all remember him and an array of moves and uh, I noticed you go to him, went to him late for you know some some scoring down low. But I'm just curious, you've got Ali Khalifa and Foose, and they're different players. When do you like to play one, and how do you, is it difficult from one style to the other? And is the team kind of figuring that out? I mean, that's a lo- loaded question, but just the dynamic with those two guys on the floor. Yeah, it's, it's weird that we're figuring out this late in the season, but we just haven't had them yeah. both available at the same time. Um, uh, you know, it has to do with a lot of things. It has to do with the flow of the game. It has to do with the offensive, defense feel of the game. It has to do with matchups. And it has to do with actually who they're playing with. So there's times when I have a lineup on the floor where I'm like, ooh, I want to get Ali in there because I got my elite-level cutters, playmakers in there. And there's times, you know, um, you know, uh, D. Sue is such an extraordinary talent. And there were times when I was just like, I just want to get Foose in there so I can actually do something to challenge him in some place in this game namely tonight was in the post um uh, you know also uh, both those guys can really work the short role atiki who didn't play tonight is unbelievable in our aerial attack which didn't really play they're so heavy bottom 
uh, and they're mm-hmm. two to the ball that it, 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 it you know to, to get a Tiki's like his skill set in this game t- in particular tonight was challenging although he could have really helped us on the defensive end um, but we're learning those guys and they're learning each other and more importantly our players are learning what they can get out of those guys we'll take a break and conclude with coach Mark Pope as we continue on the BYU Creamery Cougar Post Game Coaches Show BYU 84 Texas 72 our final on the new skin BYU Sports Network You're listening to the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, it is our closing segment on the Coaches Show and today's broadcast. BYU head coach Mark Pope with me, Greg and Mark, here courtside 8472 BYU over Texas on a day with a great team win, a number of outstanding individual performances. And I want to shout out a couple of guys with you, Coach Pope. Jackson Robinson had his best game in weeks today. 17 points, 8 of 11 from the field, uh, career-high three block shots, and he played 36 minutes by far a season high for him. I, I, I was so proud of Jackson today. Um, Listen, and we said this in post-game media last week, and we said it, uh, you know, at, at the media availability, I think yesterday or whenever it was, um, that we were just conscious about our guys swinging too wide with some of our, like we, we pushed the envelope on shooting the ball last last game. And um, I could not be more proud of Jackson Robinson because he did not swing too wide. He became ridiculously intentional tonight and forceful and I thought he played an elite level game um, and it's just uh, it, it, what he did was really special tonight and it was an unbelievable response I'm telling you everybody swings wide and he didn't man he he right on the nail right on the head today it was great Noel Waterman's last three games yeah two of them are wins by the way Iowa State and today 18 17 and 18 for yeah. Noah yeah and Noah's just so dangerous to the four man he was actually the only guy that could pop loose for threes he was the only guy that they were going under um, and he kind of gave them some fits tonight, not, not only shooting threes, but also as a cutter. He kind of got him both sides of it. He's super frustrated about his rebounding numbers because he's living at this three spot. He used to be <laughs> an eight-a-game guy, so he's walking away from the game being like, oh, but he, he's playing great for us. Ali plays 20. Ali Khalifa, that is, plays 21 minutes, ends up with eight assists uh, to just two turnovers yeah, today. And, and during the break, how yep. fun was this guy? So <laughs> Ali's right here, and, and I was teasing him like, Ali, you can't get 10 assists. He's like, I had 10, but Trev dropped it. It's business to shot. <laughs> I mean, this guy knows he is so smart. I mean, I think he's, he could replay every single possession. And, uh, you know, you think about seven-footer rolling out of games consistently at 8-2 or 8-0 or 7-1. What he does is incredible. And, and listen, he is the answer when teams are this aggressive taking away the three-point shot for us. So much depends on what he does. An 11.3 rebound line for Richie Saunders seems kind of, okay, that's a good that's a good day. But until people know what Richie was dealing with this week to get ready to play today, that 11-3 looks spectacular. I forgot what Richie looked like because ever since the Houston game, I haven't seen him. Like, we haven't seen him on campus. He's just been deathly ill. But, the the you know, uh, but this is Richie Saunders. So I FaceTimed him yesterday because I'm just checking in. I'm just making sure he's good. We're delivering medication and, you know, everything he needs to the house. And he's on the treadmill. He's like, Coach, i got to sweat it out. You know, he's about to pass out. He's about to die. So I didn't know if he was going to even be at the gym this morning. He walked in to shoot around and then races down the floor on, like, his third possession and bangs the corner three. We're like, yep, Richie's back. He he only knows one speed, whether he's deathly ill or he's totally healthy. He still only goes one speed. Amazing crowd tonight. Uh, obviously, 
your biggest fan, quite literally, uh, was in the building, Sean Bradley. Yeah. I know he spoke to your guys. What a great story he is. But maybe talk about his interaction with the guys and how that might have inspired him a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, um, you know, Sean's super important to me personally. Uh, and, and I shared this with the print media also. But um, but when I was a freshman at the University of Washington, trying to figure out my way, um, you know, a, a LDS kid and, a, and a, um, you know, trying to – you know, do all the things that we do and in a, in a complicated environment sometimes, sometimes feeling really isolated. And all of a sudden, just on a random day, I walk into the coach's offices and they hand me a letter from Australia, a seven-page letter. I open up, it's from Sean Bradley, who I'd never met before. Uh, no reason he would have any idea who I am. Uh, you know, a guy that's a few months away from being the number two pick in the NBA draft. C- certainly a guy that I looked up to is just like one of the great prep and college basketball players in the country at the time. Like he was so far ahead of me in that way. And, and um, it meant a ton, man. And he, he talked about the things that mattered and saying focus on the things that mattered. And, and uh, it just it just it's like it's near and dear in my heart. Even more than the words on the page were the fact that Sean Bradley um, took the time to to think of me and send me that letter. Well, I'm talking to Sean after the game, and he's he's, I told the team that story. And um, Sean was like, hey, you know, I've never told you this, but, uh, you know, what inspired me to do that was uh, as I was coming up, Danny Ainge sent me a very similar letter. Mm -hmm. And you just think about, then you think about our guys right now in this gym with 18,000 people that are cheering for them and kind of living through this incredible journey with them and the opportunity that our guys have right now to be what Sean Bradley was to me. Um, And that's super special to me. And so this legacy of BYU players um, and and kind of passing the torch from one to another. You know, we had a bunch of foreign players in the gym also. Jake was here today. And, uh, you know, we had a bunch of guys and... and, um, I don't know. It just is that that's a healthy program. And here at BYU, it means more. And so I, I love Sean, man. He he just, uh, he, and he, you know, I'm, 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 I'm running over, but I'm going to tell you this. So we're, um, I'll tell you the story because I, well, I'm not going to tell you the whole story. No. I'm not going to tell you the story. But, like, so we're in the league. Sean's playing for Dallas, and I'm at Milwaukee. And Sean is picking one or two gyms a, a season where he's going to go buy two sections of seats and he's going to give them out to wards and branches in that local area and then do a fireside after. So I got to be a part of that. Sean called me up. He's like, hey, I did this in Milwaukee. I want you to come out with me, and we want to talk about it. Um, and and what was so beautiful about I will tell you the story. What was so beautiful about it is is that we're playing the game, and Sean actually got teed up in the game. And so, of course, my opening remarks to the fireside in the gym after the game were like, hey, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys want to listen to Sean. I'm not sure where he is right now, but I have a spiritual <laughs> message for you guys. It was beautiful. <laughs> so just uh, this, I'm telling you, this brotherhood, and mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm an adopted BYU guy, but but uh, but I love this place. This place is so extraordinary. There's nowhere like it. And, and watching this brotherhood of former players at BYU is incredibly special, and I think it's like very few places. It's always a great question to consider, you know, whose lives will you touch? Yep. And the ability to have, uh, the, for the chain to be extended as player and generation 
by generation come and they know that they'll be that person for someone that Danny was for Sean and Sean for you and yep. and your guys for others. It is a great thing to, to ponder for sure. Uh, speaking of uh, leaving gyms early and whatnot, uh, I, my pregame interview was with Steve McLean today, mm-hmm. who's the Texas. He was a Wyoming head coach for a long time. Yeah. And I got to talk. And of course, I interviewed him many times when he was there. And he says, oh, you know, this building, I've had many not so fun <laughs> nights here. He goes in one or two. I may, I may have left early, as a matter of fact. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, it was fun to talk with him again. But I, I, reflecting at the very end of this thing on, on just the, the to have a sold out crowd to beat a legendary name like Texas and have so many guys play well together. You know, I, I don't know how many perfect days we get in, yeah. in, in, in this sport, but this is pretty darn close. What a, what a special afternoon. Well, you know, the only downside actually is that I lost my mind. You know, we were, we're just, we grind away in staff meetings. Like it's just like, it's intense and it's like there's emotions. We're challenging each other. We're trying to dig through all the stuff and try and figure out answers. So I lost my mind yesterday as we finally break from staff meeting. I walked in and I said, listen, we win this game tomorrow i'm buying every single one of you dinner wherever you go and so i think i'm gonna have some hefty receipts to take care of tomorrow <laughs> that, that applies it. to broadcast yeah well, probably for sure i'll put you guys you on the, the tab next time just 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 venmo me all <laughs> um, uh lastly then this gets you to your midweek bye yeah. uh, you're gonna play seven league games before a midweek bye you will not have a midweek game before you play in morgantown next weekend you know, I guess every coach will say, oh, it comes at a good time. But yeah. this might give you a chance to, for a few guys at least to get some physical health back and, and, and re, rehab a little bit and take a breath. Yeah, we're, we're going to work on two things really hard. We're going to work really hard at getting healthy and getting right. And, and you know, sometimes these bye weeks help you a lot, and sometimes you just come less healthy. But, but we're, we're going to work as hard as we can at that. And then the second thing we're going to do, and, you know, when you have this little break, in this league right now, the the way I feel is like we have to reinvent ourselves. Like we have to like we gotta we got we gotta like our install this week is gonna be pretty extensive and and we just have to be able to I think everyone is like th- these these players are so talented and these staffs are so dialed in they're kind of just trying to find a way to like show something just a little different and a little new and a little bit of a different flavor while staying true to the principles of who we are which is everyone in the world knows who we are we're pretty hyperbolic that way um, but that's going to be important so those are two things we're going to really really work hard at this week the journey of discovery and reinvention continues for BYU well coach thank you congratulations again and we will see you during the week appreciate you guys All right, so thank you, Mark. Fun. All right, that will do it for today thanks to coach pope and uh, words from coach terry as well thanks to kirsten from the byu basketball communication staff for getting coach terry we had spencer johnson with us uh, post game we had coach pope pregame and uh, coach mclean uh, pregame as well uh thanks to the uh, the crew at uh, texas as well scott mcconnell who's the basketball communications director for ut arranged that so a lot of help goes into putting our broadcast together and getting it on the air a lot of help from the folks back at uh, byu radio studios we had uh, seth larson back on the board today along with uh Derek Dungan and Maya Tippett. Maya was board opping and uh, Derek was editing today. Our coordinating producer, Terry South. Our studio host was Ben Bagley. Our engineer, Barry Squires. Operations, Clark Jackman and Sean O'Neill. And then courtside, we thank uh, everyone I just mentioned a moment ago for guesting. And then Tyson Jex, our right-hand man, BYU's basketball communications director as well. And so for all those folks, that just leaves the guys on the headset. Two happy broadcasters here. Yeah, it's a lot of tough days and nights in uh, in sports, and so you really have to enjoy the wins like this. I mean, when the be, listeners last left you on Tuesday, I, I was, you were you well, were in a good place. I was I was a little mad, and uh, and I think that team was a little mad because uh, they knew they, they kind of let one get away, and they came out. and I, I like this the resiliency of this team, the leadership, the maturity, and 
And notwithstanding that loss to Houston, I think this team's getting better as they're going through conference. And obviously second halves were a problem, and tonight it wasn't. I mean, they're they're addressing some things. They're getting better. They're making big shots. They're getting the offensive rebounds. They're taking care of the basketball. So I, I like the, the, the way this team's going. And it's a great day. I mean, let's enjoy it. And, and that, that was one of my all-time favorite coaches' interviews. I mean, I, I just like where this team's at, where these coaches are, and being in the Big 12. I mean, this is, this is fun stuff. So let's, let's enjoy this one. And we'll enjoy a trip to Morgantown, mm. West Virginia next week. No, it is a beautiful place. I, I mean, winter's well, a little more drab, but you will enjoy the trip. I, I'm guaranteeing you right now. If it's good enough for John Denver, it's good enough for me. <laughs> but getting, getting to the uh, – uh, the country roads is, yeah, the, the, is the, the issue. The team's going to take a <laughs> charter direct from Provo to Morgantown. We're going to take a more circuitous can, route. Can um, we get on the charter for that one? I don't expect any others, but see what you can do about I think the if charter. You talk, I think we could, if we wanted to do it, you know. But uh, we're going to find ourselves in Morgantown one way or the other uh, next Saturday for BYU-West Virginia. What did West Virginia do today? Well, they went to Stillwater, and you knew it was going to happen at some point, right? You, Oklahoma State's not going to go winless in league. And they got their first league win today. So Oklahoma State 70 and West Virginia 66 is our final out of uh, out of Stillwater. And so, yep, there's uh, no more Ophers well, in the Big 12. Listen, West Virginia, uh, not Wake Forest, West Virginia, yeah. <laughs> um, has what now beaten, they beat Texas at They home. beat Texas at home and they, they beat, beat Kansas, Kansas at, home. at home. Yes. So I mean, there's no gimmies here. Yeah, yeah. So, so be ready. So they'll have their midweek game home to Cincinnati. On uh, on Tuesday, and that was today, the 27th, 28th, 28th. They'll have it on Wednesday, beg your pardon, and then they'll bring in BYU on Saturday. So back-to-back home games for West Virginia with Cincy in town midweek and then BYU coming in on the weekend. BYU has no midweek game, so it is a chance to, you know, get some bodies uh, a little healthier and, 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 and gear up for the uh, back half of the swing because they'll go seven games pre-buy and then 11 games post-buy. No more buys after this week. So chance to, again, inhale. Uh, get well and, and then uh, let it ride. So just to be clear, a split week next week is is not a positive. You want to you want to get you want to sweep, sweep next week. You want to sweep next. <laughs> week. You want to okay. sweep the one game <laughs> next week. So that's uh, that's what's on board for BYU. Uh, idle during the week and then at Morgantown on the weekend. That'll do it. My name is Greg Grubel, and for Mark Durant, I am saying, in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good day and so long from Provo, Utah. You've been listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Coverage of today's game has been brought to you by All Pro Capital Real Estate Investments. By Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires. The team you trust. Brought to you by Ken Garf. We hear you. And by Smith's Food and Drug. Proud partner of BYU Athletics. BYU Basketball is a production of BYU Athletics. In association with BYU Broadcasting. Special thanks to BYU President Shane Reese. Vice President Keith Vorkink. Athletic Director Tom Homo. And Associate Athletic Director of Corporate Sponsorships Casey Stoffer. BYU Basketball is an exclusive presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network.